Welcome to Extreme Voltage. Your host, my name, Dmel Konian, and we have begun the 2020 NFL season with your LA Chargers beating the Cincinnati Bengals 16 to 13 last Sunday. We're going to break it down. We're going to talk about the good, bad, and oh, the ugly. The ugly with the injuries, and that was that. That was a factor, and that that came in pretty quickly. Of course, we lost Derwin James a couple weeks back. Uh, for that season-ending uh, injury. And now we have Drew Tranquil, our stud linebacker, second-year man from Notre Dame. Um, just really looking forward to, to seeing him play this year. I think he took some major steps last year as a rookie, and I know the Charger staff was excited to have him on there as a starter. And uh, came down wrong on that, uh, on that leg, broke his fibula, gone for the year. So that's a devastating blow for the Chargers' defense. They'll make do. They'll make it happen. Next man up, and they got to keep going. Uh, Next man up was actually Nick Vigil, who uh, Cincinnati Bengal, ironically, did a really good job uh, hanging for for um, for Drew and making it work. That defense played one good game on Sunday, and it was almost a uh, you know it was a a three quarter game of that defense that played really well. Quite honestly, Uh, they were putting the wood right on to Joe Burrow. And uh, and look, that kid is a good-looking quarterback, right? You saw in the first quarter when he had that nice little run for a touchdown. um, He shook Rayshon uh, Jenkins, and he shook Nasir Adderley and took it to the house. And that was a really, really nice play that he made. Uh, And that's that was nice. Uh, But he was getting hit. And the the Chargers' front seven uh, was making a really, really good impact and, and really putting the wood to him. And that was really a great positive to see our defense flying around. Our corners did a good job. Secondary held tight. And this was a low-scoring game. And that was the really positive aspect of it. Um, in regards to the fourth quarter, um, we saw the problem, right? Uh, 10 out of 15 for Joe, Joe Burrow coming back. Really moved that team uh, down the field uh, to potentially uh, either a game-winning touchdown that was, of course, called back due to the offensive pass interference. Uh, from A.J. Green, and obviously that that 31-yard chip shot field goal that was going to tie the game was just missed right, and that was that was pretty surprising. It was, of course, one of those games that we would have had usually uh, about a year or two ago, if not three years, where we would come out and do something uh, something dumb and not get the the thing done uh, the right way. Unfortunately, that's what happened to the Bengals. Luckily for us, it, it worked our way, but I was definitely looking into a 16-16 overtime game, and I didn't think he was going to – none of us were, was thinking he was going to miss that kick, right? So we got fortunate, but hey, you know what? Sometimes uh, being lucky than being good is, is, is a good thing, and that's okay. We, we played tough. Defensively, that was one heck of a ball game for these guys. They played tough, and they were putting in the screws to the, uh, the rookie quarterback – but I got to tell you, that kid looks good, and he wasn't getting rattled, and he performed really well. He made really good use of his uh, of his tight end, and I thought they really moved down the field in that fourth quarter. We all saw it, and that that's something that's going to be in the back of our minds to think about. Okay, we can't get pushed around like that, especially by a rookie quarterback. That can't happen, right? Either some pressure wasn't happening there, or or just a secondary lack of coverage, and there was some some lack of coverage going on. Uh, a couple times during the game, uh, there was a receiver open deep. Uh, maybe by even five yards on, on our, our secondary. And we got fortunate it was a bad throw or just didn't connect. Uh, we got fortunate because that could have been some issues there. So we got to – and, you know, it's, hey, listen, it's the first game of the season, okay? I'm, I'm being hypercritical here. Uh, first game of the season, these kids, these grown men have not had 
uh, legit training camp practices, quite honestly, right, with this with this year, with this crazy year we've had. Uh, not one single preseason game. I mean, these guys came out, and they looked amazing in those jerseys and those uniforms, right? Those gold pants with lightning bolts, how awesome were they looking? Uh, that, that was just a great sight. And they, they looked apart, the right? They, they exploded onto the scene. First game, came out with a win. Defense looked ferocious, and that was fun to see. Defense played a heck of, heck of a job in this game. Um, let's break down the offense, and let's talk about it. Now, when you look at it from the, from the outside looking in, okay, 16 points. It's not th- something to get really excited about, right? I get it, right? We, we want to score those, you know, 20 or 30-point games. We, we, you know, we, saw the, we saw the Texans game versus the Chiefs and how the Chiefs blew them up on Thursday. Uh, we saw Aaron Rodgers and, and the Green Bay Packers exploding on points. We saw Russell Wilson uh, doing his thing this week and, and exploding for some points. Uh, yeah, we want to score points. I get it. It's sexy. It's fun. You want to have your offense ringing like that. But every team is different, and I don't think this was far off the base. Tyrod Taylor's first actual legit game as a starter for this Charger team, I didn't think he was going to go out there and light it up for 300-plus yards with three touchdowns and, and, and two on the ground. You know, it would have been great to see that, and I hope that happens this year. Uh, but I wasn't holding my breath for it. I think that's unrealistic and and how we're looking at that, right? So uh, how did he do? Uh, that was the biggest thing. How would, how would Tyrod Taylor handle this team? 16 out of 30, right? 208 yards, uh, sacked twice. Um, he was uh, rushing-wise. He had six attempts for seven yards. Nothing spectacular on that end with a long of four. Uh, no touchdowns, but 75.4 on the quarterback rating. Here's the big key. Zero interceptions. That, that was a huge key for us. The ball did not get turnover, which was, was great. Um, and he had manageable, good, strong drives, a couple third downs where he ran in for a first down and kept the chains moving, and that's what Tyrod's going to do. He might not blow you away with 10, 15, 30-yard runs like some other quarterbacks that are, are prone to, uh, to take off of the ball and have the athletic skill set like he does. He might not do that yet or even at all this season. Right? We'll see how he's doing. However, he's going to scramble out of those third and threes, third and fours, possibly even third and six situations, can't find the first, second guy. We talked about a third guy. Bam, he's running with the ball, and he has a good opportunity to get a first down to move the chains. And that happened in this game, and I, I liked what I saw. I liked the fact that our moving chains kept the, uh, the, the clock bleeding and, and keeping the ball in our hands instead of giving it up. So I liked that a lot. That was really a good positive on Tyrod. Um, in regards to accuracy of passes, Right, not not great. I I thought some of the balls that were being thrown was a little bit maybe behind. Uh, really not not at not where it should be with the receivers yet to keep it going. We had a couple of misconnections with Mike Williams. Uh, Keenan Allen finally picks him up with him. I thought he did a good job. Uh, Austin Eckler, of course, had a great rushing day. Nineteen attempts, eighty-four yards. Um, he was only targeted once, right, with one reception uh, for three yards. So that was kind of that was disappointing, right? We're used to Austin Eckler catching the ball out of the backfield, um, but look, this guy had a uh, had a really good average, uh, almost you know over over four yards a carry uh, for his carries here. So you you can't expect more than that. That's great. And they fed him the ball 19 times, right? He touched the ball 20 uh, times in this game. That's great. That's what you want to see for this guy. You don't want to beat him up. Uh, strong guy, but not really a huge guy. He's not one of those backs that's going to bell cow you, and you don't want to do that to him for 17 weeks, right? 
Um, you want to make this kid make sure you get this guy going um, and you give him enough rest as well, but just be as effective as it can be in each game. Um, Joshua Kelly, I liked what I saw. Josh Kelly, I like I like you. Uh, big UCLA fan. You guys have been hearing my, my podcast. I'm telling you how much I like this kid. He delivered it, man. 12 attempts, 60 yards, one touchdown, a long of 26 yards was nice. Uh, he's a battling ram. He, he's going he's gonna to do it for you. I liked how – I really liked how he was running, and I think that's what you're going to see from him. Uh, aggressive downhill runner. Uh, has a little bit of wiggle to him as well, uh, but ferocious. And he's not that big of a guy, but he runs much bigger, right? Uh, I think the pad level is really great on him. He, he's, he does great with the physical skills that he has. He makes himself a dynamic runner. And there's an extra juice to him. And, and, and you see it. You see it that it's something that Justin Jackson uh, had a couple of years ago, I thought, that was bringing it. However, the injuries have really derailed him, especially last year. And I, this was one of the games that I really wanted to see how Justin Jackson was going to perform. Uh, but again, we saw him for a really a cameo appearance. Two attempts, four yards. Uh, longest of two, I mean, he got hurt again, right? And your 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 best ability is availability, right? In NFL, that's that's the term. Guess what? Justin Jackson is not available, right? I don't know what's going on, but he keeps getting banged up. And if he does this, I mean, I think you're clearly seeing a number two back right now, and that's uh, jo- and that's Joshua Kelly. So I think it's going to be tough to replace him. He looks strong, and they they believe in him. Twelve carries, sixty yards. I mean, they, they're giving uh, the ball to you for a reason. So that was nicely done. I love the rushing attack. Now, go play calling-wise, you know, I, I like the fact. Now, this is the Baltimore Raven effect. Are you noticing that teams this year on fourth down go for it? There's no longer that, oh, let's go line them up, and maybe we'll, they'll jump off sides, and we'll trick them and have our tight end run this way and do a motion that way, and somebody's going to maybe jump off sides. It doesn't happen, right? It rarely happens. Um, you saw what's going on. Last year's Baltimore Ravens, uh, delivered it, and they made sure that they, they took the NFL by storm with those uh, 13 personnel sets with one running back and three tight ends, and they blew you off the ball. If they needed a yard, they're going to get two for that first down, and I think you're seeing, well, I'm pretty sure you're seeing a lot of NFL teams take that approach, uh, even at their own uh, negative territory, right? Even in their own territory, you're seeing these fourth down and ones, fourth and twos, uh, coaches going for it. And I love it. Uh, not for the gambling risk aspect. Oh, look how risky they're going to be. Oh, how, how ballsy. That's great. No, but you know what? You should get fourth and one. You should get fourth and two. Um, your offense should get that kind of yardage. And it's not just let's line 10 guys up and let's bang it in there. Uh, you do that, that becomes a little bit predictable, right? And I think if defenses will catch on and they'll, they'll put their big boys up in the middle and, and they'll play that game. And you know what? It might be a 50-50 in regards to you getting first downs. But the, the way the Ravens do it and how successful they were was having that skill set in the backfield, right? You have Lamar Jackson that can run around on you or throw on you uh, like a little wildcat that he is. And you got some great running backs. So, and, and, of course, those tight ends were amazing as well. you got to mix it up. I want to link that up to what I saw in fourth and one where the Chargers had an opportunity uh, in, the, in the game. And they went for it, which was great, but it was, it was such a predictable play, right? They had everybody lined up. I think it was 12 personnel at the time with Josh. Actually, it was 22 personnel. I think Josh Kelly and Austin Eckler were both there at the time. And they fed 
uh, Joshua Kelly moving to the right. And he tried to take a, a nice little uh, a gap between I believe the, the, the guard and tackle to get through on the right side. And he was just met and uh, it was delivered and he didn't get that first down. I don't like those plays. Don't be so predictable. I love it if you blow those guys off the ball and, and we're getting first downs. Yeah, I'm not talking crap about it, right? That's, that's the way it should be. But sometimes you got to mix those things up, right? Uh, maybe just do a little fake going in on one side and then and pop that ball over to Austin Eckler on the other or, or do a bootleg on your side or, or swing it out to the right and pop it to your, one of your tight ends like Hunter Henry uh, flying over there or Virgil Green. I want to see a little more of that. I think you got to open up these defenses and keep them surprised. And you have the skill set for it. So I thought that was a little bit predictable. I thought another short down yardage issue. They had Tyrod running up the middle, and he didn't get that one either. I didn't like that either. It's like, uh, you know, don't beat him up, right? I mean, he's a good running quarterback, but but don't beat him up and don't go right to the heart of the defense and start getting him banged up like that. that that's going to be an issue. And it wasn't working. So just a few nitpicking issues on the offense. I thought uh, play calling-wise, good game, uh, conservative game, right? Uh, especially with just the 30 attempts. Well, 30 attempts is right on par of what we're going to see with Tyrod. I don't think you're seeing more than that unless you're playing the Kansas City Chiefs like we are this weekend. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But yeah, that's the one you might be going 35, 40, 45 attempts, depending what that score is, right? So uh, let's let's take that one aside. Uh, take the Kansas City Chiefs aside. Um, every other game, you're probably not going to go past 30 in regards to having Tyrod with the ball. Uh, very balanced attack. Let's have the runners in there. You got, you got three great runners. Let them work the, the, the game. That part I enjoyed a lot in regards to the gameplay and offensive flow. I just want to see more scoring, right? We just want to see them do it. And maybe this game didn't need it per se, and they didn't, they didn't show as much, or quite honestly, I think they're just it's their first game. It's their legit first game, and I think timing is a huge factor with offenses. Um, the game flow, getting to know each other, uh, getting those kind of groove going. We're not going to see that for probably four weeks or five weeks, right? Quite honestly, we're not going to see that till probably game eight or nine or ten if we're lucky, right? And that's when you should be seeing it. I mean, you're not going to be crowned a champion in September or October, so I don't care if you're scoring 40 points and blowing teams out by 30. It feels great. It feels nice. It gives you a little confidence going, right? Like you're going to be unstoppable and start hosting that trophy. But guess what? No one gets crowned in November, all right? Last time I checked, you win a Super Bowl in February. So the best teams are the ones that really pick it up at the end of the year and carry that over to the playoffs. Stay healthy. Stay lucky. Get fortunate bounces and play really well. So you do this, I think we're doing okay. And a win is a win is a win. I will take the ugly win any day of the week over a gorgeous loss, okay? So, which there's no such thing. Um, so this was good. This was good to have in the back pocket. Uh, enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it's a good startup for us. So the offense did a good job. And I thought for what we had for the first game, I thought it was very doable, manageable. We're going to see it open up a lot more. Um, I'm hoping we're going to see a lot more creativity on that offense. Um, I think we'll see this offense humming in a, in a few weeks. And I don't want to have that short chain on Tyrod. Oh, he's not scoring that much. Oh, he's not doing this and yanking him out. Those people that are waiting for for Justin Herbert to get in there quickly and start doing it, I, I don't think that's going to be the game plan right now. Okay, I really don't. If you're winning games, ugly as it could be, if you're winning games and, and or even if you're playing really well in these games and, and staying competitive, but just kind of 
losing it last minute here or, or at least keeping it really, really close. So I think Tarot's still sticking in there. And I think he, like I said, he did a really good job this week. You know, I give like a C plus effort on that. I thought he did a C plus kind of, if we have to grade, you know, let's go ahead and give him a C plus on that. Um, going back to the defensive side of it, uh, Burrow looked great, man. Burrow is the legit deal. 23 out of 36 for 193. He had one interception. That was the little shovel pass that Melvin Ingram got, which was great coverage on Giovanni Bernard. And he just grabbed that ball from the from the ground on that little uh, shovel play you saw. That was that was nicely done. Uh, he got sacked three times, which was great. He, he got hit a whole bunch of times as well. He was getting rocked a lot. Joey Bo- Bosa and company just bringing the wood. Uh, Jerry Tillery, I thought, had a phenomenal game, right? He had some great hits on that uh, on that quarterback and the defense. I thought he really brought it together. Uh, he had uh, two tackles uh, overall. Uh, Casey Hayward, man, he was flying all over the field with 12 tackles to lead all the bolts, and that was nice. Kenneth Murray. Very active, very strong, very quick, very sudden. Uh, eight combined tackles, and I thought he did really a fine job. Nick Vigil stepped in like we talked about earlier uh, after the second series, after the injury, uh, to Drew Tranquil, and he had five tackles. I thought he played really well as well. So, And, of course, Joey Bosa with five tackles and uh, two tackles for losses with three quarterback hits. Uh, that was nice. That was really nice. And Uchenna and Wasu uh, also had the four tackles with uh, with one quarterback hit. And these guys brought it. It's what was advertised. We talked about these last podcasts. Hope you guys caught caught our uh, our breakdowns earlier. They brought what they had. And Linville Joseph, the big big man in the middle. I thought he was very active with the four tackles as well. You're not going to see a huge stat line on this guy, but he's the big man up front. And if he's bringing the wood, uh, he's going to be clogging up that that middle. Um, guard and tackle for a while for your guard and center combo. He's going to tie those guys up and, and fill the gaps. And I think you'll see all these other cats making their run and making their splash plays. But you got to thank Linville Joseph for being in there and doing his thing. So that worked out well. I want to see a little more from the rest of the DBs, quite honestly. I want to see some more from Ray Sean. I want to see some more from uh, Nasir Adderley. Uh, this week is going to be a test. And I think that's when they have to show up. I didn't like that fourth quarter, as we talked earlier. I thought they gave up too much to that tight end. And that tight end drove that ball all the way down the field, uh, you know, and, and with a multiple catches going all the way down there and potentially for that game-winning uh, touchdown. So we got to work on that. And let me not forget that amazing defensive play by Denzel Perryman. Came in and rocked Mixon. Um, a nice little fumble. Uh, we got the ball back in our 24-yard line. Uh, correction at the Bengals 24-yard line with about 12 minutes left in that fourth quarter. I thought that was a pivotal play for the defense, and Perriman just came in there and just rocked it with that hit. And Mixon doesn't fumble much, so that was nice to get. That was a, that was a game-changer, and that, that helped us out with that. So great job on the defense, great work with the team. It's nice to get that win. But here we go. We have the Kansas City Chiefs this Sunday afternoon at 125. That's going to be a heck of a game. It's going to be a tough game, right? It's going to be a really tough game. My thing is, how is our defense going to handle uh, those Chiefs? Now, they can handle them for like the first quarter and the second quarter and the third quarter, great. But those Chiefs can blow up on you, just like you've seen every other game, these guys, right? They have that one magical quarter that will just blow up 21, 28, 35 points, right? We saw it last year as well. Of course, the best one was against uh, the Texans in the playoffs, right, when they came back and just rock and rolled it. Uh, They're dangerous as heck. So how far uh, can you hold them? Holding them is one thing, and I think we might be able to do a good job with them since we know them. We have some great talent on defense. Okay, so I feel pretty confident that we can do okay with them, right, on defense. But here's a question. Can you score enough points against this Chiefs team? Because ultimately, 
you got to score one more point than the other guy to win the game, right? Not, not breaking news here. Can we score the 28 to 35 points needed to win this game? Because I think that's what you're going to need this week. You're going to need 28 to 35 points to beat the Chiefs. You might need 42. I don't know. But it just depends how they're playing. Um, it's going to be tough. And I'm not expecting that, quite honestly. Um, I'm expecting and hoping for a great game from the Chargers to give it all. And they do, they do a pretty good job against the Chiefs. Not that we've been winning games against them recently, but we do play well against them. Um, and it might be for a short burst of time that we get really pummeled at some places and either special team breakdowns and some big plays with Tyreek Hill coming down or Sammy Watkins coming down the hill and, and, and Travis Kelsey and, and, of course, Mahomes magic. It's going to happen, right? You're going to expect to get a couple of, of big plays happening against you. You're not going to hold that. You just can't. When that happens, you just can't put your head down. You got to continue playing defense against these guys. You got to keep your confidence going. But even importantly, you got to get the offense rolling. I like what our offense can do. I think we can hold on to the ball with Tyrod and our and, and Austin and, and Josh and keep it rolling with a with a good balanced attack to milk that clock. Because with offenses like that, you know what the secret is, right? You guys are very savvy football fan listeners. I know that. What do you do against great offenses? You keep them on the sideline. You have them sitting on the bench. You let them get cold. That's what you do against a good offense. The the more you do to limit them from being on the field, um, the more positive you're going to drain that clock. You're going to win an ugly game. And that's the key for this week, winning ugly once again. it's you got to do it because if it's going to be a shootout, uh, my Vegas money is going to go to the Chiefs. Okay, You're not going to win that. I really don't think you're going to win that. Maybe like a 5% chance on a shootout, I'm going to pick Tyrod Taylor over Mahomes. Not happening, right? Uh, I know it's, what's coming. There's way too much talent coming at you. So milk it, work it, do the right thing, keep that ball away from turnovers, right? We saw it last year, how it haunted us. Keep that ball away from turnovers. Keep grinding. You got to get field goals, great. You got to get touchdowns against this team, though, right? You got to get touchdowns against this team. But if you're, you got to sell for field goals, okay, do what you got to do. Hopefully get maybe a few turnovers, maybe get one or two turnovers, maybe a fumble or an uh, interception, turn the, the field position around a little bit, get some extra points out of your way. He's going to come at you, Mahomes is. And he doesn't care if you're down by 21 or 28, he's going to come at you hard. So the DBs, uh, these guys, Chris Harris um, and, and, and Casey, and um, Ray Sean, those guys, and Nasir, it's going to be a barn burner, right? It's, it's going to be happening this week. These guys are going to be in multiple sets out there. I would imagine a lot of nickel and dime sets with five, six, uh, even seven DBs at a time against these guys just because there's so much coverage to be had. Uh, so it's going to be fun to watch and, and see how that's going to work out. Um, hey, great game last week. It's a win, right? It's a win. It's our first one out of the way. Uh, it could have went. It could have went a little awry. We had a great defensive ball game, and we were fortunate enough to get that as a win. Uh, Tyrod's coming into you know new territory, working his angle here. One thing I got to tell you was the leadership por- portion we talked about from last week. I did see. I was watching Tyrod, and I wanted to see how he was on, in the sideline, right, or on the sidelines, I should say. And, you know, we're so used to Philip Rivers, right? We're so used to him just jawing and talking to all his guys and going up and forth, animated style, and talking to the coaches, yelling at the coaches, and doing this thing. Tyrod's different, man. He's a different cat. He was sitting back there. Every time uh, TV uh, cameras were going on him, he was sitting, you know, on the bench, uh, 
relax as heck. It's like he's just, you know, relaxing over there, which is good. It's it's not a bad thing to be when you're a quarterback. You don't want to get too hyped either because that can screw you up. So I think he's had a good mental approach. I'm just not used to seeing a quarterback that relaxed and not really conversing either. I didn't, and again, I'm only seeing it at certain times. I'm not, we're not there live at the game, so I, we don't see it. But I want to see his body language, and maybe you guys can pick up on that too and see what's going on. I know they like him a lot. I know the players really do enjoy working with him, and I know the coaches do as well. I haven't seen a lot of it, right, besides some of the training camp tape we get here and there. But I, I really want to see that during game day. I want to see how his approaches with these guys, especially this weekend with this, uh, with this huge divisional rival game against the Super Bowl champions. I want to see how he's going to get these guys rolling. I want to see how he talks to Keenan Allen and how he expects to, this veteran to, to do the things he's got to do. And, and I want to see how he's going to do with the younger running back like Joshua Kelly and, and how he handles uh, Austin and how he handles the linemen. And speaking of linemen, you know, we're down two players, right? You know, we, didn't, we didn't have our center. And we didn't have our uh, Trey Turner uh, playing that day. So we were down with Pouncey and we're down with Trey uh, this last week. And we had uh, Forrest come in and, and, and do his thing. And we had uh, Tyree St. Louis come in and, and do his thing on the right guard spot, which I thought he did a good job. You know, we're not seeing the breakdowns on the offensive line um, as much. It's not. It's there. If you watch it, you can see some stuff happening. Those Bengals were coming. But I think uh, what's happening is you've got such a um, – quick quarterback that gets out of that pocket and runs you didn't see some of the breakdowns possibly but they were there if you watch the game again you'll see the Bengals pass rush coming at them quickly and we had some misses on Sam Tavi's side and some other sides that were coming through so you just didn't notice it possibly because this kid can run right Tyrod can and could have put a foot down and he's gone uh, and that that's that's something that quarterbacks like this, mobile quarterbacks like this, can hide the deficiencies on that O-line. So I'm curious to see how they're going to do against the, uh, against the Chiefs up front. And if it's going to be a situation where we're going to get pounded and our running backs aren't getting lanes, we're going to have problems. But fortunately, uh, the, the line did a really good job with run blocking, and I thought the running game really worked well. Again, pass pro, uh, that's something I want to see this week and, and, and get a better idea of it. Is it is it Tyrod's rush that's happening uh, that he's seeing, or is it just his he's not really matching up with the receivers quite yet on these passes? So as we go, that's what I want to check out. Let's hope for no injuries. Let, let's get through here without any devastating injuries like we had these last uh, couple of weeks. It, it, it's a tough season, uh, you know, Teams like the Chiefs have an advantage because they've been playing together for a longer period of time. This is a brand-new quarterback, and we got some new players coming in here on the defensive side as well that joined in, and it's going to be, it's, it's going to be a work in progress. So I'm excited to see it. So it should be a really fun Sunday this week. Hopefully we can stay close to this team. And, hey, anything can happen. You play the ball game the right way. They know these Chiefs. There's nothing, there's nothing new coming at you that you don't know. These are explosive Chiefs. And if they play it the right way, they got a shot to stay in the game. If you're staying in the game, you got a shot to win this game. So let's see how that goes. We'll do this every week. We're going to do a debrief on every game and get you involved in all the little details that went through. Uh, I appreciate you guys listening to us. Uh, we can't do it without my man right across the glass. And that is Tyrell Mad Dog Wiggins. I appreciate all your effort, Tyrell. And for all you listeners across the nation and even worldwide, we appreciate you guys listening to us. And please download, subscribe, and rate our Extreme Voltage podcast at any place you listen to. And feel free to get a hold of me on Twitter. And I'm at DMelconian3. That's D-M-E-L-K-O-N-I-A-N, the number three. 
Also, you can find us on Instagram at Extreme Voltage underscore podcast. Also want to thank our music with Kevin McLeod with Strength of the Titans and the Ice Giants. And you can find Kevin at filmmusic.io. Have a great weekend. Enjoy your NFL Sunday. We'll talk again next week. Take care. Thank you.